We normally try to keep things uh, light and fun here on the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, but I'm aware outside of our little bubble of like video games and anime and that sort of media, for some people, these are very trying times coming forth into the future ahead. So I hope we, as a podcast, can at least bring you some sort of joy, a little bit of enjoyment. To, if you're having some troubles having some dark times that uh, we can just provide something something fun to at least help you out a little bit. Anyways, hi, hello. This is the Seasonal Amateur Checkup OVA episode number six. I'm Jared. And we, we've talked about video games for like the past three three episodes. That would be correct. So we're going to kind of, we're going to shift focus back to anime slash manga, except now it's going to be a manga episode, which is our first episode featuring a manga, but still encompasses like kind of what we we're doing on this this little podcast, which essentially started out as an anime podcast, and it was like, let's talk about video games, and then, I don't know, I'll talk about manga. It's basically, you know, I'm going to talk about what I want to talk about, so I guess that all counts. Uh, we're going to talk about Codename Sailor V, the prequel to Sailor Moon by Naoko Takeuchi. So, essentially the re-releases of... Codename Sailor V, at least the ones that have come out in the past few years here in America, the two volumes of that are 16 chapters. It spanned, I think, a few months before the beginning of Sailor Moon because it is prequel. It was essentially just a one-shot, and then Naoko was like, hey, I'll just spin this off and make it into, like, its own series with, with four other girls. And then also, this ended after Sailor Moon as well, which is kind of weird for a prequel, but the release schedule, I guess, for this, since, you know, it lasted six years, was probably very sparse, like, maybe once every three to four months, if that. Maybe, like, bi-yearly, that would be the word for it. So, Codium Sailor V is, if you've read Sailor Moon or watched the anime or anything like that, it's a little bit different than what you would expect. The art style, especially, you can tell, goes through some changes, especially since it lasts six years, but it's only 16 chapters. So, like, at first, like, the first chapter especially, it's, like, when you meet Artemis for the first time, which, let me, uh, I'm gonna find that real quick. He doesn't look all that great. <laughs> like, there are times in this first chapter where Artemis just looks like a blob instead of a cat. But then, like, you'll get later on into, like, the later chapters of at least Volume 1, where, like, everyone starts to kind of fit back into that art style that is more synonymous with Sailor Moon. Because these chapters would have been released in like probably in 93, 94-ish. Compared to like August of 91 when this first chapter, this first one shot was released. Codename Sailor V, like in a nutshell as well, it's more, it seems like it's more of like a comedy. But also it's like a spy action series compared to Sailor Moon, which is more in line with the Maha Shoujo genre. While this still is, like I mean it has transformations and all that. It doesn't necessarily fit the same architects archetypes excuse me of sailor moon because like they kind of get into like the backstory of what happened to minako and like how she becomes sailor v and all that stuff like very later in the story itself and that that kind of ties back into all that stuff to set up for sailor moon because it is a prequel you remember but a lot of like the like the core storylines and everything it's like oh she has a boss, like this unnamed boss, and then Artemis kind of guides her and she just goes out and fights crime. So it's like this weird spy crime-fighting 
manga instead of just like, oh, here's all these weird aliens coming every, you know, every couple chapters and something, and then they'll just go and fight them. Well, that still is the case. Like, the Dark Agency is a subsidiary of the Dark Kingdom. It's not necessarily like, oh, here's, like, crazy alien group number one, and then here's another one. It's more like everything is more rooted in reality compared to what Sailor Moon can be, which I wouldn't say like, you know, it's bad that Sailor Moon isn't necessarily super rooted in reality. But like I, it's just, there's a fun difference between the two works that I think like you can see like there's more humor in Sailor V compared to Sailor Moon. Like there's there's humor in both, obviously, but like I think like this this work is a lot more lighthearted than Sailor Moon. Which helps it, especially since it is a prequel, and you only get you only get one character instead of like the five, and then it expands out later on in the series in Sailor Moon. I think also one of the cool things about Codename Sailor V as well is like you get you get like a deep dive into Minako as well, which you don't really get in Sailor Moon, especially the manga. Like, I mean, the anime does get more into like character backstories and all that stuff, and you get like a little. It's a it's a weird take on like the Sailor V story in the original Sailor Moon anime where it's like, oh, she was in London and did all this like cool spy stuff, but like that's technically not what happened here because she's still in Japan and she doesn't really she travels overseas at one point, but it's like they go to Greece instead of Hawaii and there's like a story thing for that. And she technically works with the police, kind of. Which really it's just more like the police are trying to figure out like who she is while like the the head of this special forces unit it's not really like a unit it's like kind of like a detective and then his boss like the boss is like a sailor v fangirl and the the uh the detective under her is like very angry that sailor v keeps like one upping one upping the police and everything for like all these crimes and stuff that's a real fun dynamic and the uh the boss as well is just like i'm gonna eventually get sailor v to work for us like that's the goal while being a huge fan. And then also eventually like the boss finds out that Minako is Sailor V, which just leads like it doesn't like affect like it doesn't affect Minako and saying like, oh no, my identity's out there. It's more like <laughs> this boss is just like, I'm gonna keep calling you every day and be like, hey, you wanna come work for me now? Uh, that would be real cool. <laughs> that's that's really just the dynamic of it. It's just real goofy. And then you get, like, more of the, how, like, the relationship between Artemis and Minako kind of begins and how they butt heads a lot, which they do in the, uh, in, in Sailor Moon proper as well. But, like, you kind of get, like, how, see how, like, how their relationship works more so here. Because, I mean, like, they're pretty much the two proper characters in the, in the manga. And also you get, like, a deep dive into, like, Minako's family as well, because you don't see them in Sailor Moon so you get to see, like, her mom and dad, which, like, her dad's kind of just, like, this lumbering oaf. He's like, ah, I'll agree with everyone. And then there's an interesting relationship with Minako and her mom where, like, they don't really get along that well. It's very different than the way Usagi is with her parents, especially with her mom, because her mom's, like, this loving person who's okay with <laughs> with Usagi bringing in random family, quote-unquote, members into the into their house which I don't think Minako's mom would have been a-okay with that. Surprised she lets her uh, bring Artemis in. And then as well, there's some like very similar char- looking characters to Sailor Moon. Like 
Minako's best friend in this is a girl named Hikaru, who looks a lot like Ami. And then there's also a glasses-wearing, nerdy-type character called Amino, who looks distinctly like Umino, especially the same glasses, where I was like, is that the same person? <laughs> I, I guess it's not, but it, they look very, very similar. And also, you do get cameos from each of the other Sailor Senshi. So, like, Usagi shows up from time to time, like, two or three times. One time is, like, when the Codename Sailor V game comes out, you see her and Naru being like, oh, Usagi's like, I want to play this game, but then she can't. And then she shows up another time. Uh, Ray shows up with some of her friends, and <laughs> Ray's kind of interested in the game, but her friend's like, you can't do that, that's terrible. A girl can't play games, or something weird like that. And then Ami and Makado show up at the very end. Like, Ami is at the airport when Minako is going to be traveling overseas because she won a trip. So, Ami, I think, is saying goodbye to her parents as they go off on a trip. So, there's, like, that weird cross there. And then you see Makado at the very end, I think, when Minako comes back and she's heading home on a train. And, like, Makado's just like, that girl looks weird. <laughs> but, like, it's especially the Ami and Makado cameos... There's a specific point where Minako is pretty much like, you know, someday I probably won't be, like, doing this by myself. And it's, it's, she's especially saying that when you see them, which is like, oh, hey, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> there's also, like, not even just, like, the cameos as well. Like, there's a, there's at one point, there's a just a complete parody of Sailor Moon within this manga itself, which is kind of great. When Minako has to go meet up with this uh, manga artist and the manga she's making is pretty much a one, it's not necessarily a one-to-one parody of Sailor Moon, but it's pretty close. Like, you see, like, the characters, and it's like, oh, that's that's the Sailor Senshi, and that's Tuxedo Mask. But it's not them, because it's like, it's this manga about, like, marriage and stuff, and it's not about magical girls or anything like that, but, like, the characters are pretty much the same. They're just, it's great! Like, <laughs> like, the ridiculousness of putting in a parody of your own work in a prequel to that work is just, oh, it's so silly, but it's great. There's also the character of Ace, who she runs into later in, like, the second half of the of the manga that looks kind of like Tuxedo Mask. It's like a cross between Tuxedo Mask and Haruka. Like, the hairstyle is more Haruka and, like, all that sort of stuff, but, like, this person wears a mask as well, but then at the end, it, it's the villain all along. Who, like, it was, like, they kind of tie that back into the backstory of Venus as well, where, like, Ace was essentially this lonely dude on the planet of Venus and, like, had this crush on Minako. But then Minako had to go to the moon to help protect Princess or Queen Serenity and Princess Serenity as well. And he was kind of, like, bummed out about that. And then he gets lured into the Dark Agency and is like, well, this is my way to get back and meet her again. Except this time we'll have to fight and then bad things happen. As you as they normally do, which also like Sailor, the Sailor Moon manga, this this series does not shy away from like real grotesque and gory looking monster deaths. Like that's still in here, like not you know as prevalent as let's say Sailor Moon, but there are still a few few frames in here where I'm like, ooh, <laughs> that's some uh, that's real messed up. I'd probably say, like, the one thing that might be, like, a hindrance to this, especially if you're coming in from Sailor Moon, is, like, it does start off kind of slow because, like, the one shot is kind of, like, trying to establish Minako and then all that, and then 
you can tell it was released very irregularly because of the way each chapter has to reintroduce Minako and Artemis and all that. So that gets kind of weird having to read that again and again and again through each each individual chapter. It totally happens. And the first couple of chapters as well are kind of like they follow the monster of the week style formula that, you know, the Sailor Moon anime kind of really hit home a lot. But there is like there's some like, you know, lingering like, oh, here's the bad guys in a couple of frames. But it's not like you get much of anything in like the first couple of chapters, though, like <laughs> chapter two especially was kind of great because the entire premise was the Sailor V game. I think it's the Sailor V game comes out. Let me let's double check. Yeah, the Sailor V game comes out and Obviously, Minako goes to the arcade a lot. I think like the, I think the guy running the arcade might be the same one who runs it in Sailor Moon. I'm not 100% sure on that. I would have to double check that, and that's not readily available right now for me. But that game comes out, I think maybe at the end or something. But she goes there, and like she's, the plot is like she's been playing this game, and she can't beat whoever's at the top of the high score. And then eventually, like, her Sailor V game comes out, she gets better, and then she eventually beats that high score. But the guy who is, like, has the top high score is just, like, this, he's a capital G gamer, let's go with that. And, like, he's like, girls can't play games, that's, that's dumb. And then Sailor V just literally beats the <laughs> out of him. And it's f***ing great. Like, man, <laughs> you want to get me into a work of art, like, just go right there, chapter two. Sailor V beats up gamers. Thumbs up. <laughs> Which I think also... Let me check. I think the first chapter is literally her having to beat up and murder this guy she was crushing on who turned out to be an alien monster. Which... How Minako turned out fairly normal is beyond me. And then, like, after that, it kind of gets into... There's some arcs here and there, like... You get more into the Dark Agency, and then there's a there's an, like an idol arc as well, and then after that, it kind of builds up to the finale where where you meet Ace, and then he gets revealed to be the bad guy all along. Shock, shocking revelations and everything. I would say, like you know, Codename Sailor V. I I'm not sure if I was really expecting much out of it because like I knew it was a prequel. I knew it was kind of a prequel. I didn't know exactly how much of a prequel it was. But, like, I think if you're a fan of Sailor Moon, especially the manga and all that stuff, because I've, you know, I've... I've wrote a 20-page paper on the, the Sailor Moon manga, so I kind of know some stuff about it. It's a real good, like, kind of... It's not necessarily fan service, but it's great callback to, like, you know, to seeing how exactly Sailor V gets established and all that so like when she comes in into the manga of Sailor Moon and she's like she's already the Sailor Senshi and everyone kind of looks up to her you kind of understand okay this is why because she's had this this reign in Japan for like a good six months to a year prior to that so that makes sense why you know she's so prevalent why the Sailor V game so prevalent in the opening chapters of Sailor Moon and a lot of it is just it's just fun which I think like there is a lot of seriousness to Sailor Moon, which I think that makes that that work great. But this is a lot more lighthearted, and you kind of I think need that going into a prequel to Sailor Moon, to where you get all that seriousness. But like, it's just it's it makes it 
it's more enjoyable in a different kind of way than how Sailor Moon is. Also, I guess, let's talk about the boss in Sailor V. That's probably like one of the last things we should talk about. The boss that kind of directs uh, Artemis and, uh, and Minako is this unnamed voice you keep hearing, and I don't necessarily think they refer to it with any gender or anything like that. So a lot of people have kind of speculated, like, okay, well, who is this boss that's leading Minako to do all these things and then is never mentioned again in Sailor Moon, which obviously that makes sense. Like, you can't come up with, like, with those two working, uh, those two works going uh, concurrently at the same time, give or take, there probably really wasn't much room for Naoko to put in the boss in Sailor Moon, especially when, like, that was only kind of developing within Codename Sailor V itself. It would have been probably just very confusing and complicated and convoluted. So a lot of people have kind of, like, speculated that, oh, maybe it's, like, an, it's Luna, which that doesn't make sense because Artemis obviously knows about Sailor Venus's backstory and all of the Sailor Senshi's backstory, and... There are a couple times that he mentions Luna by name. And, like, you see him have, like, obviously feelings for Luna in a way that makes her seem important. And I think he would have known, especially, like, who she was. And I don't think it would have been Luna, especially because Luna, at the beginning of Sailor Moon, is kind of like trying to find Usagi and all of them, like, I doubt she would have been able to... I doubt... It, w- it doesn't really line up for her, for her to be this boss. Some people say it's, like, an AI of Queen Serenity, which that might be the only one I could buy, but it would have to be, like, a very, very smart and adaptive AI because, obviously, this boss has to come up with orders and strategies for events that are occurring in the present and not necessarily could have been foretold in the past per se, but I mean, it's Sailor Moon. So <laughs> they go to the future for <laughs> sakes. So like they could totally pull something off that, like that off. And then some people just said it's Naoko herself <laughs> as the boss. And that's just it. And that's just kind of like the, the throwaway. like, ah, eh, there you go. I really, I don't know. I don't know who could be the boss per se in this. I don't think it's Luna. The, the Serenity one, I don't really buy, per se. I could just see it being an insert of Naoko that totally would work. And it might just be the most sense. But, like, you really don't need to know, like, necessarily who the boss is. Because, like, it's not really that permeate to the story itself. And, obviously, it doesn't get even brought up again in Sailor Moon, so. But it would have been kind of neat to see, like, oh, well, who's actually pulling the strings here? Especially because how, like, there is nothing brought up again about it. So, like, where exactly did this boss go? Were they still helping or something? I do kind of like the idea, though, that it's, like, it's one of the outer senshi, like, Pluto or Uranus or Neptune. Like, I could I could see it being, like, Pluto or something like that, just, like, pulling the strings. Because those outer senshi, like, man, <laughs> they'll do whatever they want. And then they'll just be like, hey, whatevs. Like, I could see it being one of them. That would be my guess for it, but, you know, we will never know. Also, it is important to note that, like, this never did get an adaptation for an anime or anything. There was, I think, at one point an OVA that was being teased, but then that never came to fruition, unfortunately, which is kind of a bummer. I would I would definitely like, since, you know, they're, they're obviously redoing 
an anime for the original Sailor Moon manga, Sailor Moon Crystal, that like that after they finish up Crystal, they decide to adapt. They they decide to adapt Codename Sailor V for an anime because I think it would be real fun. Like there's a lot of good stuff in here that would work for an anime, and like it could just be a single season because there is only 16 chapters, and you could easily adapt that for like a 12 episode run. I think this work especially is just like it's kind of under the radar in terms of the whole overall franchise of Sailor Moon that doesn't really get talked about that much. And I think, like, you know, it deserves its just due. Like, there's fun stuff in here. Why not put it out there for more people to consume and all that? And I think, like, especially just nowadays with the way anime is, like, you could make it look good and just... I don't necessarily know, perhaps back in the day, if it would work just, like, with a standard OVA format... Because then you would only have, like, maybe a couple episodes. And obviously that wouldn't get the full story. But, like, just doing a a singular season of it, I think, could totally, totally work. And it would just encompass... And you, could, you could encompass everything that this manga brings to the table, which... It's a lot of fun stuff. It's goofy, it's fun, action-y. It's a good two volumes that you should totally pick up. Or if not, maybe just put it out in a game, like, which... I keep hoping they, they make another, like, Sailor Moon proper video game. Like, Sailor Moon Drops is great and all, but, you know, I'd want something to play on my consoles or something. Maybe this... Here you go. Codename Sailor V the game. Bandai Namco. I'm just giving you ideas to to print money with. Or Sailor Moon Warriors. There you go. Koei Tecmo. Call me. Call up Bandai Namco. Get that license. Or borrow that license for a tiny bit. <laughs> uh... So yeah, Codename Sailor V is great. Like, yeah, you should definitely check it out if you haven't. And, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode. This has been the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA, which you can find on SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com, SEC.cool, iTunes, Google Play, all those fun places. Subscribe, comment, whatever. Do that stuff, I guess. And look forward to new episodes. There will probably be another episode in the near future. You can go check out some of our past episodes as well where we've talked about Danganronpa 3, the anime, House of the Dead, a grab bag of talking about various video games like World of Final Fantasy, Root Letter, Final Fantasy 15 demos, and the Persona 5 delay. Uh, I talked about Steins Gate Zero, and then most recently we did a discussion about the Nintendo Switch. Go check out the Seasonal Anime Checkup proper podcast, which covers fall 2015 and looks... Or 2016, excuse me. Whoa, (laughs) going back in the past there. And then looking forward to what's going on now in winter 2017. And just check out the website in general. There's stuff on there. Game of the Year stuff. If you've listened to pre- previous episodes, you've heard me plug all this stuff before. Questions, comments, concerns. Jared at SeasonalAnimeCheckup.com. And yeah, that's it for this fantastic, lovely, manga-filled edition of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. I'll see you next time. <laughs>